What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. We got another good one for you today as Steph Curry does something that I absolutely hate. ESPN comes out with their preseason predictions, and some of them regarding the Warriors are a little surprising. And then, of course, NBA 2K ratings have come out, and a number of players are upset with their ratings. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's going on, everyone? Hope you had a nice, long weekend. I know I did. Uh, That's why I was not here on Monday, but thank you for sticking with me as we come through on a Wednesday with another great episode. I want to start with Steph Curry, and I mean, why? where else would you start? But Steph did something that I hate, and I'll explain it to you uh, while telling you the entire story, because it starts with... Fabby Davis, Mr. Fab, Bay Area legend, hip-hop legend, uh, having his, I think it was his backpack giveaway, you know, a a pre, or uh, not preschool, because that makes it sound like it's for preschool, a before school (laughs) backpack giveaway, uh, which is a great thing that he does, it's a great uh, event that he puts on in the East Bay, and it's uh, it's awesome all around, but one of the things that he also does is they had a little pickup pickup hoops game, and Steph was there, and uh, you know the clips are funny. Fab was, you know, getting up some shots. Uh, I didn't see him make a ton. <laughs> Shout out Fabby though. That's one of my worst nightmares. Is like someone films a pickup game of mine, and you see just how uncoordinated and bad at basketball you are, like the. I don't know if any of you watched it. I know I took a look at it. I watched some of it. The Chris Haynes put together the uh, media basketball game or media basketball tournament during finals week here in the Bay Area, and they live streamed it. And man, oh man, it's hard. It's going to be hard to read a lot of these people's <laughs> articles now that we've seen them play. Just kidding. But man, I know a lot of people dropped out once they heard it was going to be live streamed. So, anyways. Back to Fabby's event, and Steph shows up, and he's there, and it's great that Steph's there uh, contributing and just his presence and continuing to be connected to Oakland and the East Bay, even though the Warriors are moving to San Francisco, all that great stuff. But then clips come out of Steph getting in on the pickup game, and this is what I hate. Steph, we don't need you playing pickup basketball with a bunch of randoms, man. This is where you can get hurt. This is where, and this is exactly what happened too. Some guy um, hits a shot over Steph, and he's super hyped about it. And right on, you know, congrats. Uh, And Steph comes back and tries to uh, cross him over, misses the shot, but then later he gets a shot off on him. But this guy's just playing super aggressive on Steph. And the the reason I hate it is because, Steph, you got... (laughs) He got a lot more to lose than this guy. This guy is going to be very happy to tell his friends that he scored on Steph Curry. 
also would be happy to say he shut him down and was just super aggressive. And it just, it's just my worst nightmare to see a player potentially get hurt doing something like that, especially against a guy who, you know, these aren't your training partners who understand what they're doing. It just was, ugh, I just hated it. And I don't like when anyone does it. Any any pro athlete does this, or at least pro basketball. You know, I don't think uh, any pro football players are, are playing pickup uh, pick football games or anything. I just thought it was dangerous, and I don't love seeing uh, basketball players do it. It's one thing when you're out there with a bunch of little kids or a bunch of people just kind of having a good time. Like, I don't know, man. It was... He's fine. Steph's fine. No one got hurt or anything. But it's just the type of situation that a you know two-time MVP doesn't need to put himself in and a potential future MVP does not need to put himself in. But either way, great event put on by uh, Fabby Davis, Mr. Fab. Uh, Steph Curry, great on him for showing up. All that good stuff. But, man, I hated seeing Steph go out there and play because he does not need to be doing that. But to each their own. He's a grown man and he'd be doing it anyways. But like I said, my problem isn't that he's playing basketball. It's just he's playing with people that are playing more recklessly than they need to around the entire franchise of the Golden State Warriors. So that's that. But like I said, everything's fine. Everyone's all good. Let's just uh, let's make it to the regular season stuff, you know? No more, no more pickup games. Unless you know them. Unless it's with Seth. That's it. Going to take a quick break. Come back. ESPN has come out with predictions for 2019-2020 season, and when it comes to the Warriors, some of them are a little surprising, but some of them I think we all understand, and one of them is exactly the reason why I want Steph to not be playing pickup basketball. But first, the NFL season begins next week, which means Crossover Wednesday will be back. For the entire regular NFL season, you'll get a special episode every Wednesday as the hosts from opposing sides meet up to preview the excitement of the games happening that week. Find your favorite team wherever you get your podcasts and be sure not to miss the NFL listeners' favorite segment. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just went over Steph uh, showing up at Mr. Fab's charity event and uh, playing a little pickup hoops and how much I hate watching stuff play pickup hoops. And the main reason is because he's playing with people who don't have as much to lose as him. And by that, I mean his chances at the MVP, which are incredibly high, according to ESPN, who came out with their preseason predictions as far as the 2019-20 season is concerned and it's a great article. I suggest you all go check it out. But one of the things that they mention is just the MVP race is wide open. There are favorites obviously, and Steph is one of them, but it's wide open because it could be Steph. It could be LeBron, could be Giannis, could be Harden, could be Jokic, could be hell Westbrook even, you know, could be, Kyrie, even though that'd be a long shot, in my opinion. But it's wide open in the sense that there are so many different options. Even though there are favorites, and that's one of the things that came out was Giannis Antetokounmpo came up with 30% of the first place votes. Steph Curry 
second place with 27.3% of the first place votes. And to explain that is in this ESPN article, they polled all of their uh, basketball analysts about their opinions on MVP and a number of other things that we'll get to, but wanted to start with MVP because, you know, that's the one that steps in. That's the one that Steph has a great chance to win. And it looks like with all of the votes that he received, people are really expecting him to show out and to want to show out and go for that third MVP, which I'm leaning towards also. But at the same time, if he, I don't know, didn't have the pedal to the metal for 82 games and there were stretches where he was taking it a little more easy, then I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But I also wouldn't be surprised by the competitor that is Steph Curry just going off and doing everything he could to win that third MVP. It's one of the most interesting storylines uh, of next season, to, for me personally, at least to start. I mean, if he goes two months and, you know, is <laughs> is pacing himself, then he probably won't be going for the MVP. But it goes Giannis, Steph, and then after that, there's a big drop-off with LeBron getting 12%. Uh, Anthony Davis got 9 Joel Embiid, excuse me, got 15%. Jokic and Kawhi both got 3% of first-place votes. So people are expecting things from Steph. And like I said, when people bring up 2016 Steph, the thing is that might just be an anomaly. Uh, That might be something we never, ever see again. But we might see him get close to that. It could also be something that he surpasses. I, I really don't know. It's going to be one of the most interesting aspects of next season. Uh, They also polled people on a number of other topics, such as Rookie of the Year. And this is one that I find interesting, not because, like, yeah, I think Zion's going to win it. And the panel also does. He got 72% uh, first place votes. And then there's John Morant, RJ Barrett, Darius Garland, Kobe White, Jarrett Culver, Michael Porter Jr. Um, So a lot of, A lot of different names, a lot of high draft picks and interesting draft picks. And one of the biggest things when it comes to Rookie of the Year is opportunity. Who's going to get the most opportunity? Zion obviously is going to get a ton of minutes and start and a ton of opportunities. Same with John Morant and R.J. Barrett. Like, they are the offense for their teams. Darius Garland will be sharing the backcourt with Colin Sexton. So we'll see. Kobe White will get plenty of opportunity, but he also has Zach Levine and Laurie Markkinen and other people who will take the ball out of his hands. Uh, Jarrett Culver in Minnesota is an interesting one. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., that's another interesting one. But even if he is 100% healthy, uh, I just, I don't know. You know, you got Jokic, you got Murray, Harris, you got all these other guys who will have the ball in their hands as well. But one thing that I, I don't think this player will win it, and I don't think, He's got a great chance of of this happening. But Jordan Poole, to me, is a player who's going to get opportunity. Not the same opportunity as the guys that I mentioned because he's going to be on the court with Steph and eventually Clay and D'Angelo Russell and all that stuff. But he's going to get more opportunity than a rookie has with the Warriors over the last five years. And his game is going to be scoring. Scoring, assists... And flashy plays, honestly. So if he meets this opportunity with efficient play, 
and puts up double-digit scoring, will that make him win rookie of the year? No, but it'll put him in the conversation. It'll, it'll be similar to Jason Tatum, his rookie year, where yeah, you know he didn't average as many points as uh, I think it was Simmons and, and Donovan Mitchell and all that. It wasn't as flashy, but he was efficient, and he was part of a winning team. Now, if Jordan Poole can do those things, he'll be in the conversation. Probably a long shot. Probably not going to happen. But there is an avenue for him to be in that conversation and be noticed as a top rookie performer. I'll put it that way. Because the opportunity is going to be there. And it just hasn't been. You know, especially, look. They're going to try Jacob Evans as the backup point guard. If that doesn't work, you know who I think gets the next crack at it? I think it's Jordan Poole. His ball handling, his uh, dis- decision-making, he'll, he'll have to get better at. But he does make some solid decisions at this point. He can create for other people. All these things make me think he could get a crack at the backup point guard spot if Jacob Evans doesn't work out. But Jacob Evans will get the first first shot at it. So there's an avenue there for him. Now, like I said, is it probable? Probably not. But we'll just have to wait and see. But there's a better opportunity for him than there has been for a rookie on the Warriors in the last five years. There's no question. No question. Now, the article also asked who will win the title. They have it Clippers, Bucks, Sixers, Lakers, and then the Warriors, who only got 3% of first place votes, um, which is fine. It's probably correct, honestly. Look, I love the Warriors. We all do. But I. It's going to be a tough, tough task to win the title this year. They're still going to be good. They're still going to make the playoffs. No one's going to want to play them in the playoffs. But the bottom line is they haven't been able to build around their core very well this year because of you know salary cap restraints. But uh, they're going to be a, ha- a tough team to handle anyways. They also did projected standings uh, for the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. And I'll tell you why this one would matter. Uh, Eastern Conference, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, Nets, Raptors, Heat, and Magic. Magic get in with a 500 record, 41 and 41. In the West, Nuggets, Clippers, Rockets, Jazz, Lakers, Warriors at the sixth seed, uh, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs at the eighth seed. Now, here's why I bring this up. They have the Warriors at the sixth seed going 49 and 33. The only teams in the Eastern Conference that have a better record than them are the Bucks and the Sixers, which would put the Warriors at pick number 22 in the draft, 22 or 23, and that means they would forfeit their pick to Brooklyn. Now, again, this is all just projection. Who knows how it's actually going to play out, but... I, you know, I, I'd like to keep that draft pick. As I've talked about before, the pool of talent in that range of 15 to 20 or 14 to 20, however you want to look at it, is so much higher than where they've been picking. And I'd like to keep that draft pick. I think you get a good talent or it could be an asset. So, again, it's just a projection. But if they have a year where they're close to 50 wins, that might put them... Uh, in a position where they lose that that first rounder, which would be unfortunate. I'll put it that way. And the last one I want to talk about, because I like this, 
is they asked who's the next team of turmoil in the NBA. And the Rockets uh, had 21% of the first place vote. So it goes Rockets, Lakers, Nets, Sixers, Wizards, Heat, which is interesting because the Rockets, it's obvious they already have a bunch of turmoil and they bring in a guy like Russell Westbrook who doesn't fit what they do there. Lakers, that one's interesting too because, you know, everyone thought it was fixed when they got AD. But I bring up the fact that LeBron has turned uh, Hall of Fame power forwards into spot-up shooters over his, over his tenure in the NBA. And that's what Anthony Davis is. He's a Hall of Fame power forward who we'll see how it works with LeBron. And there's a lot of combustible parts there, but that's interesting because people are really high on them. The Nets is one we've talked about also because they brought in two great talents, but two of the moodiest kind of different types of NBA players that there are in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Sixers, I mean, they're already pretty turmoilish. That's a word. They already have some turmoil between uh, Embiid and Simmons. Wizards, I mean, they're already there, obviously. And the Heat, uh, I think the Heat, it's mostly just because they have uh, Jimmy Butler, who's torn down every team he's gone to over the last couple of years. And then other teams receiving votes, Thunder, Bulls, Knicks, Warriors, and Blazers. The Warriors won... Uh, I don't I don't see maybe just because Draymond's on the team, but I don't see where the turmoil would come from. I mean, you know, D'Angelo Russell doesn't fit. He might get upset. Stuff like that. I guess I could see it. I guess I could see them receiving votes. But I think for the most part, it's more about just having a combustible piece like Draymond for them to receive votes. But I don't I don't see any any major problems on the horizon for the dubs. So I just wanted to do that last one because I thought it was a funny question about t- uh, who's the next team team of turmoil. And uh, a lot of people are on the Rockets. Going to take one break, c- come back. Uh, NBA 2K ratings came out recently. And uh, some people hate them. Some people love them. Some players love theirs. Going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just went over an article that came out on ESPN uh, where they surveyed a panel of ESPN analysts, basketball analysts, about their predictions for the 2019-20 season, such as MVP, uh, Rookie of the Year, Team of Turmoil, which was my favorite, and a lot of interesting stuff, especially when it comes to the Warriors. So, uh, you know, not only listen to it, but go check out that article as well. One thing that just came out also is the NBA 2K20 ratings. And, you know, players take some of it kind of serious. Some don't. I know in the NFL it's a big thing, the Madden ratings. No player agrees with their rating. And... You know, I don't agree with some of these. Uh, Steph was a 95 overall, but a 99 three-point shot, which makes sense. Um, 95 overall, I would say is fine, except there are guys, you know, I think Harden's rated better than him, LeBron, uh, AD. So that's that's where my where I get a little contentious about it. 
But, uh, you know, 95 is fine. Here's one. Clay was 89 overall, 97 uh, three-point shot. I just feel like Clay should be a 90. I just feel like Clay should be up in the 90s. 89 is close enough. That's fine. Not major disrespect, but, you know, come come on. Come on. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, 87. Draymond, 86. Maybe, uh, you know, Draymond should probably be rated better than D'Angelo Russell. But, whatever. <laughs> Kavon Looney was a 77 with Willie Cauley Stein, a 79. That one's kind of interesting. We'll see how that plays out in uh, during the season. Willie Cauley Stein has a little more offense to his game than Kavon Looney does, so that's probably where that one comes from. Uh, one of the things I wanted to get into was the rookies, because Eric Paschal was just ecstatic when he saw that he was in 2K. I mean, he knew he was going to be, but that's one of the cool things you don't really think about. Like, you know, it's cool to get drafted. And once you see yourself in 2K, that's pretty awesome too. And he's rated a 71 overall, which I thought was pretty good. Hey, a second round pick, 71, that's not bad. You know, wonder what Jordan Poole is because he was a first round pick. And Jordan Poole was a 70. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Again, do these really matter? Not really. But it's similar to the predictions people make. These are basically predictions on how well some of these guys are going to be. And uh, we'll see how it works out. See how it plays out. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for 2K also. By the way, I'm terrible at 2K. So don't challenge me because I won't want to play you because you'll beat me by like 100. So there you go. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back later this week with more episodes of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.